0: In former communist Albania, a certain sister did something for 46 years. Find out what it is on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Hi, everyone. You're on the studio here with all of us at Inverse, and we're studying the book of... Actually, we're not studying a book this this quarter. (laughs) We're looking at the topic of God's will. We're looking at all these different aspects of where God has his will uh, delineated in Scripture for us, for our maximum happiness and blessings. And on this week, we look at the topic of first things first. Mm -hmm. First things first. So we're going to go to Malachi chapter 3, and Callie, if you can pray for us before we read Scripture.
2: Let's pray father in heaven we thank you for the clarity you so kindly give us through your word i pray that as we as we read that you'd send your holy spirit to open our eyes to change our hearts and may we walk with jesus through this passage and through each day we pray in jesus name amen
0: amen amen Amen. and then israel what's going on how are you Good, how are you? and so Sebastian, (laughs) can you read for us in chapter 3, verse 7 through 12? 7 through 12. You want to keep it real, keep it raw, keep it random? Keep it real, (laughs) all right? All right, Malachi chapter 3, 7 through 12.
3: 7 to 12. (laughs) Yes. The Bible says, Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, In what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it.
0: Okay, thank you. I mentioned in my opener, there was a sister in, uh, in Albania. Mm-hmm. And for 46 years, I think she got converted to Christianity. And she was convicted on the principle of stewardship, on tithing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she set aside a tenth of her income. And then what happened is that the country closed. And she had no access to the world church, no access to other Christians. So for 46 years, she was just setting aside her income she's putting it underneath her bed. And she wasn't the most wealthy of, of persons. And so, you know, the temptation is like, maybe the Lord understands. and <laughs> can just kind of borrow it. But for 46 years, she was faithful. And God blessed her through the high times and the low times. And when when, when Albania opened up, I mean, she brought this shoebox. And she opened it, a 46 years worth of tithe. Wow. And uh, that's, that's, that's an inspirational story of, yeah. of, of faithfulness. Yeah. So uh, this is a topic... Um, we're talking about we're talking about the topic of of of, of tithe, yeah. and the question is, you know, Israel, what what is tithe? Uh, yeah. Not literally, but I mean, why does God do it? And let's start a conversation. Sure, there. yeah.
4: So the God cannot use. You know, we're talking about God's will for your life. So the 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 tithe context is in the context of that. Mm-hmm. How to know God's will for your life? Mm-hmm. God cannot use us if he does not have our hearts, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's not like God doesn't use us because he's desperate and, or I, because I have some awesome talents that mm-hmm. he really, really needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, God uses us because we're willing to be used by him and because we're, we have a desire to be like him. That's why God uses us for mm-hmm. ourselves, not really for him. Yeah. So the thing is that God cannot use us unless we have hearts that are surrendered yes. to him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And where you you know, the Bible says where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how we use our funds, how we use our money, it's a clear indicator of where our heart is and where our heart is determines whether or not. We can be used by God to accomplish His will in our lives. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Of all the topics in the Bible, God talks about finances the most.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Uh, more than even grace and love, uh, yeah. crazily enough. Yeah. But that's not that God is, is just wanting to know about our finances and, and <laughs> getting it. But we spend so much of our lives regarding finances regarding work that how we use the most uh, of our time and, and and our finances really impacts where our heart is yeah, yes, yeah is what you're saying yeah Kelly
2: yeah it's kind of what you're saying but that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills so it's not like man I just yeah like I have you but I need need some finances to like help curb this there's a mm-hmm. need that I have but yeah just that finances really show more than, than like we can say all these things we can even use our time a certain way mm-hmm. but really how we use our money indicates our core values mm-hmm. and you know I've sometimes when I've been paying my tithe or doing uh, offerings and I've been thinking sometimes as the money leaves my hands the the, the thought will cross my mind like well, what could I have used that money for? Mm. Like, if, if I'm, especially if I'm saving for something, like if I, if I kept that, I get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But it's like, do I want to honor God or do I want my thing? Mm-hmm. And that, that pulls on my heart more like, well, I'll spend all day at church. I'll do like, I'll preach everywhere. I'll do that. But I find that pulling on my heart because as you're saying, that's, mm-hmm. that's where we dedicate a lot of our time. And that can often be the last almost holdout like it was for the rich young ruler. So Lord. it's
0: not the actual money amount, but where, what, what, what what's the order of things? Is yeah. God for First and then the thing, yeah. or is thing and then God. Yeah. And I
2: remember even thinking when I was younger, when I made much less money than I do now, and I'm like, man, when I make more money, you know, of course it'll be easier to give because I have more, but it's actually harder mm. because then you're giving, you're giving back, not even giving away. It's a
0: very a interesting comment that you mentioned that the more that we have, it's not easier. It's not a, ma- a matter of how much resources no. we have. Yeah, it's always the percentages kind of always kind of stay the same in, yeah. in, in the hierarchy of our, you our always values. Take just a
2: little bit more, but that's. It also just, I mean, it, it opens yeah. up more things that we can do, and it's a more responsibility to God. Mm-hmm.
3: That's true. especially. You know, it reminded me, uh, a book I had read about how this band, this famous rock band, had made all this money, mm-hmm. and when they uh, set up a camera in England, and they decided to just put a pile of money in the street, and they literally set it on fire. It was one million pounds sterling. Okay. And so all these... British. so you're you're, like, burning, <laughs> like, actual you know cash, one million dollars <laughs> in cash... And the interesting thing was was that if if people burn that money right at a, on prostitutes or on like expensive hotels, nobody's going to be upset about that. But because this famous rock band burned actual liquid cash, people were upset because they're like, "Well, you know what you could have done with the money." Mm-hmm. And I feel like when it comes to giving our finances to God and allowing Him to lead us in how we spend our money we have to get rid of the mindset of what I could have done with the money and focus on what God wants to do with the money. Mm -hmm. It's like in this sense, God is saying you need to surrender to me the possibilities and the potentialities of the future. You have to trust me Mm -hmm. in this. And I think money is ground zero for faith and trust in God. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are willing to go to church, but do not want to pay tithe are not interested in sending what they believe is their money. Right. And, And in this sense, this is why I believe finances is so fundamental uh, to our relationship with God and him allow- us allowing him to lead us. You
0: say each generation has a different interaction with money. Uh, one generation, the the GI generation, was very, very economical and meticulous, and they saved. They did not spend money for anything. Hmm. The next generation, Boomer, comes in, and they're splurging left and right, and <laughs> it's all about luxury. Gen X is like, they hate the world, they hate themselves, they hate, they hate money, they hate the, the, the construct of money, and they... they <laughs> Just, they're very exy. and then millennials, perhaps because of the the recession or, or whatnot, at least in North America, yeah. they're very sensitive with money, mm-hmm. and uh, may, perhaps they may be thinking, why does God want to get into my finances? And maybe they've mm. been looking cynical, I, even at this show, and, and why why this whole tithe thing? And this is are we just supporting an organization for, for organized religion and something, sure. Kelly?
2: One aspect is that we serve God with when we give back our tithe it's a It's a service of faith mm. um, because if we use our money to um, in very real ways to help people you know helping someone who needs groceries or they need a car or something, you can kind of see that happen. Mm-hmm. but when you return money back to God through the church it's kind of like and then it's it's gone mm. and I think I heard a story once about someone being helped through something I may have contributed so it's mm. it's out of your hands and its it's very <laughs> like i'm just trusting God and i'm trusting the people that God has put in positions of power mm-hmm. to use this in a way that will bless His, yeah. his mm-hmm. the whole world, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of scary because, like, well, I want to, and it seems like I want to be more of an active participant mm-hmm. in the blessings. Mm-hmm. But that that God can do more outside of us.
0: Yeah, and we want to get to that. That there, you're hitting oh, something sorry. there that that's really good. We'll <laughs> get back to that. <laughs> okay. The the
4: bottom line, the bottom line implication of the finance, the financial uh, intersection between church and and the person, is that. It's it's in the nature of of God. It's in the nature of love to give. The Bible Mm -hmm. says, "God so loved the world that He gave." Mm -hmm. This is a, a it's a fascinating thing that God does. You know, God gives His Son simply on the basis of love. We think about God giving His Son on the basis of salvation, which is true. But you think about it, God could have let us borrow Jesus, right? Jesus could have come down to earth died on a cross, and then completely separated himself from humanity afterwards. But the Bible says that God gave us Mm. his son in the sense that God has no currency because he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Like for him, this is not a sacrifice. Money is not a sacrifice for God. Like the world, worlds are not sacrificed. Yeah. 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 This doesn't, it has zero impact on what God cares about ultimately. But the one thing that God does care about is his son right? It's a part of himself. It's divinity itself. And God so loved the world that he gave, he didn't lend, he didn't borrow, we didn't borrow, but he gave him to humanity simply to say, this is the kind of love that I have for you. Mm-hmm. And so what money does is money is our God, right? Money is what we have a direct yeah. Uh, we, we see what we can do with our money. We feel we have power. I have money to buy something. I have money to on my own receive something. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we give money away, we give away our power. Mm-hmm. But this in itself is an act of godliness. Like God sent his son into a world of sin mm-hmm. where, the, where the risks were high where, you know, we can't even begin to comprehend what happens if Jesus fails his mission. We can't begin to even understand what happens to divinity and to the world. We can't understand that. He gives up control by giving up what he, what he has that it's of value to him. So whenever we give away our little dollar, right, our little pound, our little whatever we have, it, you know, whenever we give away a piece of our income... Mm. We think it's like the end of the world, right? Mm. But, but it's in the nature of God to give, love gives, and when we do that, when we give our small piece of income, the amazing and tremendous thing is that we are exercising an act of God's and Emulating
0: that, yeah. that sacrifice and, in, a, in a smaller way, yeah.
3: And I, I feel like there also needs to be a, a verbal change, right? We can, we, there's a giving element to money, but when we're also dealing with tithing God's will, we're dealing with returning Yeah. Right. So in returning a tithe is God's way of trying to guide us and recognize that he is the creator. He's the owner of it all. Mm -hmm. He's just asking for 10 percent. So it's like if I give you a million and I say, well, when I give you, I just want a one hundred thousand back. Right. Not because I'm broke or not because I need a little bit off the top or like God is like our divine agent in heaven working out things for our benefit. God is saying you're returning as an acknowledgement that I'm the one yeah. that empowered you yeah. to get the wealth.
0: I Can I ask you, is 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 there something powerful about the one in ten? Like, what? Why why ten percent? Why not eleven? Why not uh, five? Why not fifty? Any any meaning? I I don't know. I, I I generally don't know. I don't know. I, I'm grateful. <laughs> it's it's ten, <laughs>
4: <laughs> Jeez, it's, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't know, have to be ten. He's <laughs> not it asking. Be, yeah. Give me
0: ninety-nine percent, and I'll give you one percent, and keep <laughs> on. Okay, he's saying,
4: give me at least ten. He's
3: saying, give me at least ten. At
0: least yeah. ten. Yeah.
3: And I think the percentage is something that is designed to transcend rather than a specific amount, however much you have. So when you say a percentage, it doesn't matter how much or little you have.
0: Yeah, when we come back after the break, we're gonna look at more elements of, more practical elements of tithe, more principles on tithe, and how God's will is revealed through the actual practice of it.
1: Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, instagram or youtube while there join us like us heart us thumbs up us our handle again is inverse bible no spaces now back to the discussion
0: hey welcome back friends we're going to, go to leviticus leviticus chapter 30 oh just kidding uh, 27 and 27 verse 30 <laughs> to 32 27 30 to 32 the bible says All the tithe of the land, whether of the the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. If a man wants at all to redeem any of his tithes, he should add one-fifth to it. And concerning the tithe of the herd or the flock or whatever passes under the rod, the tenth one shall be holy to the Lord. See, really, a definition there of uh, of tithe. The first concept, the first principle, it's a tenth, yes? Mm -hmm. And there's nothing magical about the number ten, but I was saying before, I mean... I'm I, uh, yeah we should pay more and, and return more and give more and more but I'm, I'm kind of glad it's not 99 percent and you just <laughs> have to subsist on that one percent and the meaning is that God's not a tyrant right. and the 10 is a smaller number than the 99 mm-hmm. out of the goodness of our hearts we, we give more and someone actually articulated that <clears throat> that tithe is a symbol an act of how loyal you are to God Mm-hmm. But your offerings, which is more than your ten percent, is a symbol of how much you love God. One is a statement of loyalty and faithfulness, another one is a more affection and love and one has a maximum, another one there is no maximum. you can just you can, you go. can go to ninety nine uh, if you make you can live off of that one percent of that income <laughs> yeah. um, well, the second principle I see there it, is that it 's holy, yeah, mm-hmm. and this is something that we often don 't uh, <laughs> emphasize as much. We just think i give I return my tithe and uh, we do it, we do it grumbling, grumblingly, as uh, grudgingly as the New Testament says you shouldn't do. Yes. And uh, Malachi is calling us out on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That mm-hmm. sometimes we don't consider it holy. Yeah. Um, why do we not consider tithe to be holy? And what does it mean to have holy money? But that's
4: why yeah. I want to spend some time we about. It is a natural tendency of a human being to to stray from God, mm-hmm. and I think that's something we need to note of ourselves mm-hmm. that naturally left to ourselves and it's, it speaks about this in Hebrews, right? People are mm-hmm. drifting away it's like we're we're on a boat in a current, and the current just gradually pulls us. this is what's going to happen unless we mm-hmm. make an effort to stay connected to God. And so what Malachi tells us is that the returning of the tithe, it's a way in which we actually return back to God. It's a way to refocus ourselves back to God. This is a brilliant way to do it because we are constantly, people who are who are laboring, are constantly receiving the fruit of their labors through income, Mm -hmm. whatever that kind of income is. And so every time I have an income, I have the opportunity to return to God and to think about and evaluate in my life. Had I not received strength, had I not received the education that God had given me, had I not received an an opportunity that came to me through providence, Mm -hmm. had I not received all these other gifts, I would not be in a position where I would be able to take, to enjoy the fruit of the labor that God has given to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's a way that it reminds me to come back. Mm -hmm. I'm where I am today, not because of my brilliance, not because of my human strength, not because of, yeah. yeah. But I'm here where I am today, strictly and 100% on the basis of God, yet, Yet the, the the nice kindness of God allows me to have some type of credit, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Over something that that your, in itself uh, is an inkling
0: of dignity. Yeah, in, in, in that in the providence yeah. of God in, in the grace You know, system.
4: hey, you know, you have a job. You know, you right. you you're doing your job successfully to be able to maintain it. You get some type of credit for something that really is a result of divine grace you're there where you are because of divine grace and so tithe is a way in which we are able to return to god because we're naturally drifters
0: yeah like to go to deuteronomy 12 deuteronomy 12 we looked at leviticus 27 and having the right number yeah and the right attitude these are different ways that we we rob god in a sense Mm -hmm. uh but we think if we go to deuteronomy 12 verse 5 through 14 and it's a, it's a longer passage. We don't have time to read it, but if you can reference there, and it's talking about tithe needs to go to the right place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people say, hey, I have tithe. Hey, um, I want to give it to God. And like, hey, are you, are you working for God? Hey, here's my tithe. <laughs> and uh, that's not, even though it's the right number, it's mm-hmm. not sure. going to the right place. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse. Yeah. Let's actually read verse 5, chapter 12, verse 5 of Deuteronomy. And uh, Callie, can you read that for us?
2: Yes. But you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses, out of all your tribes, to put his name for his dwelling place, and there you shall go. There you shall take your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the heave offerings of your hand, your vowed offerings, your freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and ye shall rejoice in all, to which... You have put your hand, you and your households, in which the Lord your God has blessed you.
0: Okay, what's up there? It looks like tithe. What is what is tithe to be used for, and where does it go?
3: Well, we see, we see that the Bible says here in verse 5 that it goes to the place where God has put his name, wherever mm-hmm. God is dwelling. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be at the storehouse, and yes. there God is being served by the Levitical, the, the tribe of Levi, and yes. these Levites who are serving on behalf of the Israelites. Yes. And because they don't have an inheritance, God says you need to support the fact that these individuals who are giving up the opportunity for profit and for gain, mm-hmm. that 10% is coming to God and God is deciding to support them mm-hmm. as his servants and ministers. Mm-hmm. And, and that's profound because the, the Levite is the one interceding on behalf of the Israelite. Mm-hmm. So now the reason why when you come at the time of prayer outside the sanctuary and you can't go into God, guess what? The mm-hmm. Levite can go into God. But yet, while he's doing that type of work to maintain that sanctuary, to give you access to God for forgiveness.
0: Well, they go into the sanctuary to, to serve the, sanctuary, yes. the actual holy places where the, 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 high priest priest. And the high priest go in. Yeah. And
3: that's profound to say, what price would you put on forgiveness? Mm. What price would you put on the intercession of the of the Levitical priest and the high priest? What, it looks like this
0: tithe is used for, for personnel. Yes? yes, it's used for people. For the Levites it's not used for electricity for paper for
4: or for God to remin- expand his house
0: fees or bank right. bank remin- and it's not
4: you it's also it's not used for forgiveness in other yeah, words right. the, yeah. the, the people are not paying the Levites to go and hey you go talk to God right so I can get forgiven system of
0: indulgences yeah. that so, right. Sebastian's comment yeah. may be talking yeah. about that yeah. Yeah.
4: yes yeah so God has God has a God has a he has a system to work and what I appreciate about the system that God had in store in terms of, of tithe and by the way when within the Seventh-day Adventist church structure that we're a part of, mm-hmm. there is a structure for tithe. Mm-hmm. And what I appreciate about it is I'm a minister of the gospel myself, mm-hmm. and the, the tithe was not to go to the local church, mm-hmm. Right. Because if that was the case as a minister I'd be thinking like, Man, if I can just get enough rich doctors right. to come here to pay me a better i I'd have a better your salary. Your
0: personal motive for evangelism and ministry yeah. would right. be for your yes. personal right. gain.
4: And and this would be the temptation. And then yes. the other thing is if, if if I'm preaching at a church, oh I don't want I don't want to disrupt my members because they're not gonna return tithe and I'm not gonna have enough money to live.
3: You're not gonna so, preach the truth.
4: Yeah. So what God did is that he 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 instituted a system where the tithe would all be collected in, in, in a storehouse, mm. a place that he appointed, and from there it would be distributed out. And that's actually, believe it or not, this is one of the reasons why I believe in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mm. I can be a pastor of a very, very small church, be uh, in in a city next door to me, there can be a pastor that has an enormously large church, and at the end of the day, same. we get paid the same. Yes, and And that allows the minister to focus on the work of the gospel ministry instead of mm-hmm. personal gain. That's and fine. so God, in his, in his wisdom, designed a system that would go and would be, money would be placed aside in a certain way and from there would be distributed where the, where the funding is. And are
0: we also have to look at what that system is serving. Yes, there are people who are anti organized religion, but you look at what is this organization trying to do. Mm -hmm. People are not anti some of these large corporations because they're fans of Apple or or whatever Dell or whatever, whatever computer you subscribe to. But when it comes to an organization that you may not agree with its values and its objectives, then you do have some issues with. When it comes to churches, there are churches who are trying to exist just to, so they can subsist by themselves. Right. But there are goals that, that the church is trying to do, trying to fulfill the call that God has given in Great Commission. So uh, uh, returning tithe to this system, supporting the personnel for this system, is engaging in the Lord's project to finish the work, in the sense, yeah. what we call finishing the work.
3: And, it, it, and it, does get mm. it does get challenging because... I, and I think that the difference between, like you said, Apple Corporation or whatever, it's like this is not an investment, right? You're like, I don't like where Apple's going, so I'm going to take my money out and invest it here, right? Versus, and then comparing the church, well, I don't like where this pastor is going, or I don't like his sermons, or I don't really enjoy this. These people are not necessarily the most loving people. The fact that people are imperfect is, it has nothing to do with the returning of your time to God that makes it holy. Mm-hmm. And in this sense, that's where we have to be careful we don't create that same mindset because money is involved, right? right? It's not necessarily related to that.
4: Mm-hmm. And that's what you said. What you said, it's like, you know, that 10%, the tithe is a test of faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And then anything else you're offering, that's a test of your love for God. Mm-hmm. And I was I was actually, uh, this past week, I was listening to someone that were giving a worship talk and, and, and they talked about the need to not just return a tithe, but also to give that, it, it said something along the lines of, how we give to God, or what we give to God, the amount that we give to God—it's a—it's to test our honesty, mm. and that really struck me. I'm like to test my honesty, and as I was reflecting, it's to test my honesty in terms of what I say. I say, "God, I love you." Is that really an honest statement? Mm. If I really love God, then it's going to be shown through mm. my through my pocketbook, right? Mm-hmm. And and as I was as I was kind of reading uh, as I was kind of reading this book, where this was this statement was made. It talked about the need to uh, give money to people who are not as well off as we are, Mm -hmm. people who have needs, helping those, helping the needy. Mm -hmm. And it really struck me. I started looking around. I'm thinking there are people that I work with. There are people that I interact with, people that I go to church with that that go through hard times. And they do they do so silently. Mm -hmm. Right. And. And, 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 and am I aware of what's going on in my, in in the world around me? Mm. In many cases, I believe that it is in God's will for us to help each other, yet we, we block the flow of grace Mm. because we keep money that we think because it's ours, because it's not tithe, we don't want to put it in the pot to help someone else. You Mm.
0: know, know, finances is a very private topic. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where in our private, in this privacy, we have the most intimate form of worship. True. Because no one else knows whether if your tithe is accurate, is it 9.9, 10.1 no one no, at least i don't think no one's calculating <laughs> no. behind the scenes and right and, and no, the, not, there's no irs of the church yeah and then but the it's between you and the lord and like you said and when i'm giving my uh returning my finances or or, or helping someone it's an intimate action on my end using something that i've i've quote i've earned it's a, it's a it's an intimate form of of of, of service mm. yeah. between you and god uh and it's a test of honesty it's mm-hmm. a test
2: of honesty going back even to the first episode in this um in this quarter mm. of doing it with all, all your heart. heart yeah um is you know the tithe god is very clear <clears throat> about asking for this um, and it even shows our desire to follow God by whether or not we pay tithe and of living up to the light that God has given us. Uh, we've alluded to it in other times about like just picking and choosing what we like, mm-hmm. but it's if we really want to follow God with all of our heart, it, we really do need to put these first things first mm-hmm. and that will reveal further light and it, it proves more like, well, God, of course I want to follow you. Whatever you tell me. Just mm-hmm. not my money. Please not that. But mm-hmm. that, that shows where God can really take us if we obey Him even in this.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the, the Bible verse uh, in Malachi Concludes with this with this promise i think we need to we need an end here that if i will not open for you the windows of heaven mm-hmm. and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it and when i was little i used to think this was like you know scrooge McDuck's, you know and you know uh, money <laughs> coming swimming in, in it was money, not yeah. swimming in money but blessings <laughs> come form in a different ways more than monetary means but in different ways, family, happiness, harmony, health, and mm-hmm. in blessings, where literally you can't fit it in your house because yeah. it's 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 it can be abstract in a way. Yeah. For those of you out there who have not uh, even thought about uh, your our financial stewardship habits, uh, may you be renewed in your thinking of what is God's will my finances our finances and even if there's church leadership that is not all up to par even if the human uh, beings out there are a barrier to you it's look beyond church leadership beyond human leadership and know that jesus is king of kings lord and lords and we serve him with our finances hopefully it's been a and a blessing to you it's been a blessing to me god bless you we'll see you next week here on inverse
1: you've been listening to inverse A Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Daco, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.